You're listening to The Lesbian Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Roberts, a late-blooming lesbian here to learn and share everything I can about living in Lestown. Join me and my guests every titillating Tuesday as we share tales of disastrous dates, hilarious happenings, harrowing heartbreaks, erotic escapades, and oh my goddess, so many orgasms. It's going to be quite an adventure, and it all starts right now. Oh my goodness. Oh. Oh, oh my. Wow. (laughs) Well, this is very exciting. I'm starting the show today with Mo in my lap because he's a cat and he does not care if it's work time. No, do you, Mo? That's right. He doesn't. Let's give a little purse. Say hi. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, there we go, ladies. We recognize that sound, don't we? (laughs) Okay. Well, listen, welcome to another episode of the Lesbian PodQuest. We've got a big fun show for you today, so let's get into it with... The Gay Word of the Day! Yes! (laughs) Today's Gay Word of the Day is... Switch. Versatile lovers, they're ready for anything. Supply and demand. Another excerpt from my first book, Lesbians in Bed Reading Haikus... And I feel like in order to define this word, I must first define two other gay words because I don't want to just assume that they're self-explanatory and wind up with a group of lost little latent lifers scratching their heads and wondering how to find their way back to Lestown. So let's talk about tops and bottoms as laid out in my haiku book. Top. Confidence. A must. Assertive. In charge, the dom. They enact control. Bottom, obedient role, passive, receiving, the sub. Relinquish control. Okay, first thing to note is everyone in the gay community has their own specific definition of what these words mean to them. So when I give quote-unquote, definitions on this show, I'm simply referring to the general idea of things. Some may not agree with my generalities, and that's okay. I welcome discussion and respectful conversations because I am open to learning new things and different points of view. Being a switch means you enjoy being a top and or a bottom, being dominant and or submissive, giving and or receiving. Basically, you're an equal opportunity lover. Some lesbians prefer there be a designated top and bottom, no exceptions. But I find the new school of lesbians tend to lean more towards the switch category. I mean, that's not a hard and fast rule, just an observation from a Gen Xer. Now, you can be a switch, but also have a preference for one or the other. And I think I fall into this category. I mean, I wouldn't claim to be a switch, but that's kind of what I am technically. It really depends on my partner. I find myself attracted to more dominant lovers, so I tend to be a bottom, a bossy bottom if I can get away with it, but I don't want to confuse you with subcategories just yet. (laughs) No pun intended. Listen, I could go on and on for hours and hours about the intricacies of lesbian lovemaking, but we have such a lovely guest today waiting to share her thoughts and opinions and advice about living in Lestown. 
Award-winning comedian Mina Hartong has been performing and touring for over 20 years. Her favorite shows and venues include Don't Tell Mamas, Montreal Fringe Festival, and headlining at Iceland Pride. When she is not on stage, Mina enjoys teaching acting, stand-up comedy, and developing new comics. She even taught in public schools for 20 years, y'all. Recent appearances include Palm Springs Pride, Diversionary Theater in San Diego, and the Triad Theater in New York City. Mina's comedy show, Les Out Loud, which I have actually been a part of, just had their seventh sold-out show. So, please welcome my teacher, my friend, and forever funny lady, Miss Mina Hartong! Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Yay, you are so welcome, and you deserve that and so much more. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. How are you? Hi, my other funny lady, my favorite <laughs> author, <laughs> an overall rock star of everything. Oh, my Just goodness. amazed by you. Just amazed Aww. by you. You're an inspiration. Thank you. Look, you guys got to know where I met Mina. She is definitely an inspiration. And was it last year, I think? Last year? Yeah, yeah. last year. Just last uh, year. Wow. Yeah, we met on the streets of Palm Springs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, In not. an alley, a dark alley somewhere. I was like, I was like there she was. Needed a ride. Um, um, no, I, very, I was like. Very look, pretty. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you. And ditto. <laughs> From one femme to another. <laughs> oh, you know it. Yeah, we, were, we, we had our comedy class. It yes. was the first live class since COVID in, oh. you know, here in Palm Springs. Um, where we are lucky enough to be. And you walked into my comedy class, and I think you were new to the city. Oh, yeah. And there you were. And I was like, oh, this girl's going to be a star. Aww. And then you did my class, <laughs> and then I put you on the show. Yes. I put you on the show again. Oh, my God. And here God. we are. Which is just, you guys, I mean, what a lucky girl I am. I got a just like a newsletter from the LGBT center here in Palm Springs. And it was like all their activities. And I saw that they were promoting Mina's standup class. And I thought, you know, as a writer, I've always, I've always respected comedians and what they do, their craft. It's just amazing. I've always kind of wanted to do it, but I, you know, I'm funny in, in casual situations. I just thought, I don't know, you know, forget about it. It's just something that I can think about. And then when I saw your class, Mina, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a go and see if at the very least it will help me be a better writer. Because I always yeah. wanted to learn how to write stand up. And there's a very specific skill to it, for sure. It's definitely different from just writing funny pilots, funny things. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's very specific. The stage. Right. And, and it, now just as your teacher, I'm just curious, did it help your writing? What, what was the takeaway? You know, it really did. It really did. From the first class, I thought, mm -hmm, yeah, there we go. This is what I needed. This is <laughs> this is what I needed to be able to. I, I actually wanted to write a show about a stand-up comedian, and I thought, well, Ooh. fuck, I have no idea how to write their stand-up bits. You know, I can be funny, but not like that. So immediately, mm. it it was helpful. And I have to tell you, <laughs> I have told you, but I'll tell everybody else. Doing the actual stand-up once you're on stage. It's the most amazing feeling to have a crowd mm. laughing with you to, you know, knowing that they are like getting your jokes and, and you're like, I am Oh my funny. gosh, yeah. And I think that's why so many comedians hooked on it. Right? And it's then also, so good. unfortunately, many comedians have, you know, issues with just highs and addiction at times, mm. you know, because it, 
because it really is, and I've been performing my whole life. I, I was a theater kid and a theater major, blah, blah, blah. But when I tried stand-up, and I remember the first time I did it at Don't Tell Mamas in New York City, when oh. I first time I did it really professionally in New York, I had been doing it for many years, but like that New York crowd, right? Mm. And it worked, right? And I killed, oh. and I got off stage, and I couldn't stop shaking. Like oh, I was yeah. like out of my body. So it's, it's powerful stuff. I kind of feel like it's the ocean. I have deep respect for like the current <laughs> and I don't do stupid things in the ocean. And so I have that kind of respect for the art form of stand-up comedy because it is, it is an incredible high when it works. Mm-hmm. So when I come home from a really good set, the first thing I do is like take out the garbage <laughs> or like do some dishes just to ground myself. Like, you know what, Mina, you're just a person with some Right. Yeah. You know, let's just, let's, let's, let's dial it back. <laughs> And I'm so glad you liked it because a lot of people who write and act come to my class just to work that muscle. And even if they don't Mm -hmm. become comics, it's just a good muscle to work. Well, yeah. And that's for sure. I mean, listen, I, I enjoyed it from the moment I stepped on stage till the moment I was off and then afterwards. And I thought, wow, that's so great. Leading up to it was the most stressful (laughs) time. Mm -hmm. I legit made myself sick the second time we did it. I, I was sick for the week before. And I thought, I think this is my body rejecting this level of stress. Yeah. It's it's different from anything I'd ever known. I I also, you know, was in the theater in college and I've been, you know, on television and commercials and films and I've never experienced such I don't know if it's stage fright or stage anxiety. It's not really on the stage, it's off stage. <laughs> it's the pre-stage mm. panic. <laughs> that I think I went through. And once I yeah. got up there, I was like, this is great. This is so much fun. But Ultimately, I'm going to leave it to you, pros. I I really, <laughs> I hear it's you. too you know, stressful. It, it, it is, you know, <laughs> for me. it's really relatable what you're saying because, you know, I think the thing about stand up is it's like, it's not like you're doing a monologue up there. You're mm. you're amplified because the expectation of laughter. Yes. The audience is expecting to laugh, and so there's that added expectation that you have to make people laugh in addition to acting. Right. So it just ramps it up. Right. And what was your first sure. rule in class? It was don't try to be funny. Try to be funny. Don't do it. Because, because, because yeah. don't push it because the audience will be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. you can tell. And you, you did know. it because you're naturally funny. Yeah. Oh, thank you're you. naturally funny. I think you called me, you called me um, Tina Fey. You were like, you got a real Tina Fey thing going on. Work that. And I was like, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Such well, a I, huge I love, compliment. I love a smart, I love a smart girl compliment. A co- <laughs> smart know, girl right? Uh, comic. Right? Oh. I do. Thank you. Yay. Well, That's you're. A big turn on when girls are smart and funny. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Well, let's talk about turn ons. Let's talk about um, let's. your smoking hot wife. <laughs> I mean, I mean that totally respectfully, obviously. That's very sweet. Yeah, Yeah, I think so, too. And she's always like, what's the big deal? I'm like, because, you know, she often thinks people are staring at her because of androgyny um, or because of race. And sometimes it is like people are just being stupid and like, you know, staring at the person of color in the room. But um, but oftentimes I'm like, you know, honey, I think we're staring at you because you're smoking hot. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, I remember the first time I met Pia and uh, we were she was dropping you off because you had car trouble or something your car was in the shop for one of the classes and she was dropping right. me off and I I saw I was like damn Mina all right all right <laughs> <laughs> and That's I think so I asked sweet. I think I asked Pia right away I was like do you have any friends that you can hook me up with no. like do you have, know anybody that's like you I don't know any anything 
Yeah, and we <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And we we love setting people up because we were set up, right? Oh. We never would have met if I hadn't just opened my mouth and told her friends I was looking because we lived around the corner from each other in Brooklyn for really? like eight years. Okay, I didn't know this story. Please, funny. please share. Do you mind sharing how you guys met? How long have you been married for? Well, officially married 12, but we've been together 20 years okay. this year. So I always, yes. I well, always let, that's congratulations because... on that one. Yes. You know, that is certainly worthy Thank of applause. You. I know. I kind of like, oh. I didn't have any, I wasn't with anyone for more than three years before I met Pia. So I'm still astounded that it's been that long. Wow. And um, yeah, so it's a fun story. So I was just out of grad school and I was back in New York City and I'd been, you know, I've been single for five years, been hooking up a lot, but not really anybody serious. And I was definitely looking. And I went to a tennis tournament because I used to play in this LGBT league. I'm not very good, but I just wanted to meet some women. So even if you're not good, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm at this tennis tournament and some friends of Pia's, um, you know, killed me in doubles, whatever. They're really good players. And then we were chatting after the game and I said that I was looking because, you know, I just think if you're looking, yeah, get on the apps, all good. But, you know, tell people because I think a lot yeah. of times, you know, a lot of it is word of mouth. So they brought Pia to the tennis tournament the next day. Little did I know that Pia was being like pimped around to like five different women that day. One oh. of them being me. I had no idea. <laughs> And I meet her, and if you know my wife, she's she comes across as very serious at first. She's actually a total goofball once you get to know her. Right. So I'm talking to her. I'm cracking jokes. I'm flirting. She's not laughing at anything. I'm like, okay, we're going to be friends. <laughs> she doesn't like me. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Gave her a ride home. We found out we lived around the corner from each other. She invites me over for dinner. I don't cook, so I'm a total food whore. If someone's <laughs> cooking, I just, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Put on my sexy underwear, like here I am. Oh yeah. Um, we had a nice, we had a nice dinner, but for the next month, she kept inviting me to do things. Like um, she invited me to the movies, Fire Island. We were mm -hmm. living in Brooklyn, and and every time she invited me out, I'd be like, okay, this is the date, this is the one. So I was like, I don't think she likes me, but yet she keeps paying attention to me. Oh. And every date she asked me was a lesbian date with ten other people. Oh. Right, that's a lesbian date. It's like wow. ten plus lesbians okay, yeah. doing it we're and all so, going, come so along. <laughs> exactly. It's like herding cats, right? Sorry, Mo. And then like, you know, it was so fun in a way looking back on it because she, I was, it, I, she was absolutely torturing me. I had no idea how she felt. And then finally, after a month, she made a move and I was like shocked. I was like, oh, okay. I guess she likes oh, it. Thank God. So, right? <laughs> but you know, she's a Gemini. You're never bored with a Gemini. It's always interesting. Oh. You never know who's going to show up. Yeah. Okay, well, that so was one of my, met. well, that was one of my questions for you is what is your sign? Well, I'm a Scorpio, <gasps> which is why I love talking about turn-ons and all those kinds of things. Yeah, okay. I'm a Scorpio. I, Scorpio, true and true, water sign. I've got a Pisces rising and oh. a lot of emotional intelligence. Wow. And I would take a bullet. If I love you, I'll take a bullet for you. That's you right. Know, that's just what Scorpios are about. They yeah. are. I love a good Scorpio. Mm. Right. See, thank you. I guess I mean, we get so much crap, but I think Scorpios you, are pretty great. To you have really do. Corner. I think that's very unfair. I love. I've I've never met a Scorpio I didn't like. But then again, I'm a Cancer, so another fellow water sign. Oh, perfect. Yeah, because we're totally matched. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I love my Scorpios. I think they're great. And if you don't get them, then that's on you. <laughs> Quite frankly, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take that quote and run with it. <laughs> right? It's like if you don't yes. get me, then this is your problem. This sounds like a you problem, yeah. as the kids would say now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kids. I know, right? Let's talk let's talk about turn-ons. Um I don't know how it's weird because we're friends, but also you were my teacher and you know, yep. I you you hire me to do things sometimes. <laughs> 
And so you're kind of like, not not what you're all thinking. A boss, you know, no, no, right. Yeah. Like um, graphic design and things like that. You know, I help her with the interweb. (laughs) Yes. You're my social media manager. I'm allowed to email you like, how do I do this on Google Drive? Right. And it's been a game changer. It's been amazing. (laughs) So yeah, it's kind of a kind of a boss client or client kind of thing. We've got a lot of things going right? on. So it's weird yeah. when I'm like, oh, so are you a top, a bottom or a switch? You know, like, I don't know if this is even appropriate, <laughs> but I feel like uh, you came on the show. So I guess you can always decline to answer. I mean, because oh it kind God, of I'll involves totally Pia, answer. but yeah, like to tell me. Oh yeah. Tell us, tell us all. Um, and I was listening to your, I was listening to your, your opening, you know, your, mm-hmm. your intro about top bottom switch is really interesting. I definitely would identify first as a bottom, but I don't identify with this idea of bottoms being submissive or True. obedient. Right. I think a good bottom makes a top feel really good about themselves. Absolutely. Right? Because there's something really powerful about a bottom who can be that vulnerable. Yes. Right. Yes. To, to like, to facilitate the tops, whatever they need to express. Right. Um, and certainly I would identify with switch, but I identify more as a bottom, I would say. Yeah. So maybe it's like a 75, 25. Yeah. I feel like in getting into this and when I was writing the opening, I was like, you know, that you could go on and on really about what, what, what is going on. And that's why I kind of stopped with the subcategories because it's, it's like, I'm a bottom, but a bossy bottom, you know? And that means that I, I kind of um, top from the bottom, you know, <laughs> like I'm on the bottom, but I'm telling yeah. you what to do. So that's not at all submissive. Right. And I agree that being on the bottom, you really have all the power. If your partner's a good partner, then you are actually in control. It's very fluid and it can, it, it, it's just really hard to explain. Again, it depends on the partner. It depends on the situation. When I wrote the haikus in the book and I, I suggested, you know, submission or dominance, I was writing yeah. it that at that day from an experience I had had with kind of more in the in the kink realm of of being submissive and and not a uh not the traditional sense of the word, but still like, Mm. you know, because it was my choice to be submissive because I wanted someone to take over and I relinquished control and I wanted somebody. Because it was empowering. Yes, exactly. So. Well, that's really interesting because when I, I, a chapter of my life, one of my favorite chapters of my life thus far is when I lived in Amsterdam. After college, I went to Amsterdam to visit my Dutch grandmother. My dad is a Dutch national. So I was able to be there I have a Dutch passport. I was between acting jobs and I had a broken heart. You know, my Aww. first girlfriend went back to men, blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, les- lesbian love story of that, of that era. And ended up staying for four years because I just fell in love with the city oh, wow. and with the lesbian scene. This is 90s, right? So the lesbian scene was just thriving at that time. Mm. The lesbian scene in Berlin was like amazing. So and I did a lot of touring around Europe with my comedy but I remember going to a lot of um, sex play parties in Amsterdam at that time. And that was a whole new experience for me because I had come out in a very lesbian feminist, you know, community. And that was really good for me for to come for coming out. But then, you know, that was a whole new world for me, the right. kink and the sex part, the sex oh, play yeah. parties. And I remember a young 25 year old dyke that I was <laughs> um, being at this party and seeing this, like this dominant submission play going on. 
And the woman who was in the submissive role was clearly running the show and having an amazing time. And I think that there's just something that's really powerful about surrender. And I think that vulnerability is underrated and how brave it is to be vulnerable. Oh, Um, so when I think about bottom, that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. And not just I mean, in the in when we're referring to like sexual encounters, and then also in the world in life, you know, being Mm -hmm. able to be vulnerable uh, is the best. Oh, my God. Yeah. A a, a, a femme bottom is the most expert code switcher of all. (laughs) Because like, no matter how short I cut my hair, no matter how I dress, straight men always think that I'm for them. (laughs) <laughs> and they think that I'm straight. So I know how to speak. I, I can speak that language. I can, I can switch, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's where my switching comes in. So I can, I can interplay a lot, especially when you're like a, a femi yeah. type of woman or lesbian, you get a lot of like different kinds of people coming towards you saying, Oh, you're mine. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm mine. <laughs> yeah. I'm mine. No. Yeah. That's, Men that's always tend to think that we're for them. And I like, I hate to break it to you, fellas, but we don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and, they're, and they're a slow study, aren't they? Oh, Those my guys. God, they slow are. Slow study. Yeah, oh. yeah. But, yeah, that's that's such an interesting comment because we were talking about the kids before, right? Because I, yeah. I taught high school, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, oh, for God. many years. Bless and, you. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, thank you. Bless me and more money, please. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, I'm still in touch with some of my students. I'm lucky enough to have some what I would call mentees. I'm at that age mm-hmm. now where I'm an age, where I'm a mentor. Um, but I, I really think the kids and the youth and the queer youth has really moved the needle on that. Because yes. I don't find a lot of straight men approaching me because I think there's just been so much education and visibility and incredible social media campaigns advertising, you name it, television, film, where I think that that queer identity is much clearer and visible and they're coming out younger and that's all wonderful. Oh, for sure. I'm very grateful to them for that. Absolutely. I think that the younger generation has done us all a great service. That goes back to Harvey Milk, right? I mean, his whole philosophy was like, the more of us that come out, the harder it is to hate us. Yeah. Because if you have interpersonal contact with an LGBTQ person, you know, it doesn't always happen, but it's most likely that you're going to be less homophobic because right. it affects your sister or your aunt or your bus driver or your neighbor or whoever it is. I know. And that you're going to be like, um, oh, wow, look, they're actual humans. They're just like me. They, <laughs> yes. <there's> empathy. <laughs> yeah. I do wish, though, I love the kids, too, but I do wish that they would use full sentences. That's just the teacher oh, and me. Okay. This whole, like, perf thing. Everything's like. Oh, yeah. IRL. Like, BRB. <laughs> I We're don't even know if they're using that spell, anymore. Brittany. We're going to forget how to spell. <laughs> they already have. It's going to be gone. Every person gone. in the comments, they don't know how to spell your and you are, you, right? They, oh, they cannot. That drives yeah. me insane. Yeah. I'm constantly like putting a little post out going, just FYI, a little PSA for you. I <laughs> you saw know? that. Oh, it can't, yeah. I can't even. And then they're there and there. I, I, I just, I lose my mind. I'm like, come on, people. And some of these people are of the age where they should absolutely know better. You know, and I'm like, have you just gotten lazy? Do you think it's okay because you're on social media? Like, it's not yep. okay. It's not okay. This That's is right. just bad. That's right, because Brittany's going to be proofreading it. Yeah, That's, That's what's right. happening. I know. I'm, I'm becoming the grouchy old lady who's proofreading people's comments on Facebook. I'm like, you know what? I don't even care what you said, but you misspelled that. That's like my most common... Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
um, clap back is that mm, okay oh, if you're gonna great. school me make sure you spell this correctly thanks yeah that's only fair that's only fair God. and you know welcome because just wait 10 years you're gonna enjoy that grumpy old lady thing right talking. I you know. know you can't you just you you give less and less of a shit as you get older and especially when you hit menopause it's I, like whatever right you know? I, it's I, like, I really it's I, wonderful I feel like I'm actually too young to already be there, but I'm almost basically yeah, there. Yeah, you are. You're too yeah. young to be this. But I'm kind of sure. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of but like, man. You, you live with a lot of older people because, you know, we're I in do. Palm Springs and it's just like, yeah, you know. That's right. I mean, we're the babies. You're like, I'm the youngest in my group of friends and, you know, so. I know. I and that. I take care of my mom. And so, you know, I've got her like right. fuck it attitude around me constantly. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit about anything. As long as she's got a pot and Netflix, she's fine. <laughs> she's like, I worked, I earned. My retirement, I'm done. You know, that's like, right. She's like the she's like the kids. Just yeah. we're on Netflix. I know. She's like, I'm good. Leave it's me alone. <laughs> oh, um, well, look, we're gonna take a quick break right now to play my new commercial. Eek, I'm so excited. And when we come back, if you're okay with it, I'd like to introduce a new little situation here. I have my lesbian podcast index cards and I'm definitely going to have to come up with some sort of catchy name for it like the gay word of the day something like that index card of something you, maybe you can help me with that oh, Mina. Yeah. you're well, funny oh totally I'm going to think about it and, 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 and I, let's do it that right? sounds really fun but I'm going to like flip through randomly here and stop on a question and then ask you and then we'll just we'll roll with it and see what happens you down Perfect. all right or perf as the kids say <laughs> perf totes totesies <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. We'll be right back, everybody. Stick around. Teasing, tickling, tempting her will. The road ahead gives way, opening to the possibilities. Maybe we'll reach our destination. Maybe I'll put her thumb in my mouth and lick and suck and imagine what it would be like to finally read Lesbians in Bed. Available now on Amazon. Get your copies of the Lesbians in Bed series, including Lesbians in Bed Reading Haikus and Lesbians in Bed Reading Poetry. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> yes! Oh, well, thank you very much, audience. <laughs> Wow, that was sexy. I feel like I need to excuse myself for a moment. Right, because Goodness. you've got to go straight to Amazon to buy the books, right? That, and then I need to go use my vibrator. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I. Which is also available on Amazon. Yes. They, oh, there you go. See? Mm, thank yes, you for pandemic. Yes, buy the books. Oh, my goodness. So Brittany did um, a reading at our last Les Out Loud show. And yeah. I'm hearing nothing but good things oh, yay. Uh, from the audience. They loved it. So we're definitely going to have you back. I love that. And, that um, was yes, so much buy, fun. Buy the books. Buy the books. Thank you. Yes, that was so much fun. And especially like totally random to interrupt a comedy show with lesbian poetry. But I mean, it was a lesbian comedy show, but still to come in with poetry. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of worked. 
it kind of works. That's why it's it's really a variety show because lesbians love poetry. They love the guitar. Yeah. They love comedy. You know, we're just trying to hit them on hit them from all sides. But yeah, no, it was great. We're definitely going to have you back. It was really fun. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Are you ready to get in the hot seat? Ooh. I am. I um, am. And I have an idea for your game. I'm thinking maybe you could call it um, Flip and Switch. Since <gasps> you're flipping. Yes. Oh, right, you guys. The index cards and you want to oh. like, you know, work in the term switch and. Damn it, Mina. Switching. God, you're good. Flip and switch, babe. Ah, thank you. Ah, flip and switch. I love it. Okay. Woo! Use it. All right. I mean, it, it works for G flip, so let's do it, right? It works for a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Flip your hair, you know. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Here we go. These are so random, yeah. by the way. I we're just gonna love it. Flip and oh, I guess I could flip, and then you tell me when to stop, right? Oh, fun. Okay. And are you, are you flipping? Yeah. Okay. Flipping. And stop. Oh. Okay. Oh, well, this is an easy one. Siblings or only child? Three brothers. Three brothers. Okay. Yes. Easy yeah, peasy. Only girl. Anybody else gay? I wish, but not that I know of yet. Okay. Um, okay, cool. You know, maybe the next generation. Right. I guess I yeah. should have asked, anybody else out and gay? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't out anybody. Don't out your siblings, people. When I ask you that, don't out anybody. But yeah, all right. I need to be more um, thoughtful. Okay, Jesus. Here we go. Uh, flipping again. Right. Flipping again. A, a Gwen. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Oh, how do you handle stress? Do you laugh, yell, oh. cry, freeze, oh. eat? I handle it a lot of ways. I, I definitely, I definitely am a crier, but I always, you know, I, I think that's a good thing because yeah. I can get access to that and, and, and get it out. I often handle stress uh, by making lists. And getting organized mm. and like straightening yes. up the house, you know, it makes me feel like I'm in control when oh. I'm not really. I feel you about <laughs> the making lists, getting organized, doing all that stuff for sure. I'm a huge post-it yeah. girl. Um, oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with them. And anytime I start to get overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, nope, I need to hit up the post-its. I need to write everything I need to do down on a post-it and just put it yeah. somewhere. And then, well, you know, for my teaching, I always have those spiral notebooks where I'm writing everything down because yeah. I'm a writer too. So I, fi I find writing actually a really good de-stressor as well. Absolutely. Um, I definitely can let anxiety get the better of me. I'm trying to meditate really. I'm just so restless. I'm, I'm trying, but I, I just, I, you know, I, I, know. I, I don't do it daily and I know it would help me, but you know, you know what? I, just, I listen to music. Look, I'm going to send yeah. you one that's, I was the same way. And my friend Suze, who was on the last episode, Psychic Suze, she sent me mm. this little, um, it's like 16 minutes long, which I thought, oh God, I'm never going to make it, but it's guided. Exactly. And it, it's the first thought I, I know. When you oh said my God, 16 minutes. Are you kidding? <laughs> but it goes, it's guided and it works you through your chakras. And it talks Ooh. about, it's like, it doesn't talk too much, but it's like, here's the sound that is connected with your root chakra, right? And then it does this kind of, I guess it's the Hertz, whatever sound. And you, there's kind of like slight nature sounds in the background. And I swear, if you just close your eyes and sit down, you can like feel this whole thing. And you, you imagine, he doesn't actually mention the colors, but I, I know like it's basically the rainbow upside down. So the red starts at your root chakra. Mm. And, um, I love it. and then it works up to the top. And I was like, you know, I'm really, I really enjoyed it. And I was able to sit there with my eyes closed. Even though I wasn't like empty of thought or whatever, I was listening to him, listening to the sounds, and I really did feel yeah. better once I got out of it. 
And it was just great. And it's something I go to all the time. So I'll yeah, send it to send you. send it along. I'll I try will. anything. Yeah. You know, I feel like if I get through those first like two to three minutes, yeah. then I have had a <laughs> really great experiences with meditation. But those first three minutes are excruciating. Oh, and sometimes when I meditate, I, I just allow myself to say, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. And then, you know, if I can stick with it, then I get to the other side. Yeah. It was. I think it was Chelsea Handler, who I love, and everyone should watch her Netflix special, Revolution, that's freaking amazing. Um, She's Chelsea great. Handler was talking about starting to meditate. She was like turning on her meditation app with her cup of coffee. And she's like, I don't think this is how I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, that's totally me. I'm drinking coffee and I'm like pseudo meditating. I so, know, right? Back yeah, in the nineties, it I mean, would have been a coffee and a cigarette. And you'd be like, what, what am I doing? You know? yeah. <laughs> but you know, stress is, is a teacher, you know? So I've definitely, yeah. you know, just learned better coping mechanisms than I, than I used to, uh, and I find that, you know, getting organized makes me feel calm. I, I, I hardly ever go to sleep without cleaning the kitchen. I like mm. to wake up to a clean Yes. Kitchen. You know, I grew up in a very chaotic household with a lot of a lot of addiction and mental mental yeah. illness around me. So I feel like I just like straightening up my home environment makes me feel like I have um, some level of, of, you know, control, yeah. lack of chaos and control. That's yeah. interesting. Same here. Yeah. And that is, that's very interesting that we both are you know, we lean towards that kind of coping mechanism. I know that for well, some we're people, doers, right? Both of us, yeah. we sit and have a meeting for two hours and we right. get shit done. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like the story I, I, I tell is that, you know, the mail used to pile up in my, in uh, the mailbox where I was growing up, you know, and like that would drive me. So I would collect the mail and bring it in because I just couldn't stand having things sit there. But that can also mm. be, you know, like a detriment because you, sometimes you just need to leave a dirty sink dishes. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you have to also just like, you have to honor how you're feeling. Yeah. Time. But I know that like some people, my, I look at my list. I'm like, Oh, what can I do tonight? I'm like, Nina, just go to bed. Read a book. <laughs> yeah, go to bed. <laughs> you're definitely a doer. You are often, um, I, I don't know yeah. how you keep up with the schedule that you have because you've got so many things going on. Um, the list. <laughs> the, yes. You're like the list. Okay. Let me do, let me do one more flip and then we're okay. going to talk about the things that you have going on because that I really want to make cool. sure we get into the show because you got a lot coming up. So one more Good. flippity of the wait, flip okay. and switch book, flip and switch flip time. And switch. Stop. Okay. Ooh, I love this big spoon or little spoon. Oh, uh, I was hoping for that one. <laughs> um, I'm, so this is going to be, you might find this funny and maybe your listeners will too. I'm not a good spooner. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I, I like to be spooned. I like to be spooned, mm. but, um, so you're a little you spoon. know, I like to, I like to kind of have my own space when I'm sleeping. Oh yeah. So like, I, I love to be spooned before falling asleep, Yes. but usually to fall asleep, I have to extricate myself right. from the spoon. You know what? So many people say that I'm definitely that way. It's like, yes, if we're just done with our lovemaking or we're just getting into bed and we haven't, we just want to, you know, connect. Great. Mm. Um, spoon me. And yeah. then um, when it's time to go to bed, get, please get roll over, move me. away from me. I'm going to move over to my place. I'm going to get all my pillows in the position they need to be in and let's go to bed. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing like sex to put you to sleep though. <sighs> oh my gosh. It's yes. just the best kind of sleep, right? <laughs> yeah. Certainly yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially oh. once you hit menopause and you just want to sleep. Like it's like oh. sleep becomes the new sex. You're like, oh my God, did I sleep? Did right. you sleep? <laughs> did you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> you want to have sex? No. Do you want to rub my feet? Okay. No. You know, yeah, I, re I really want a massage feet. and then I really want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay. Well, that was fun. Flip and switch. Thank you for giving me the I love name. That game. I guess yeah, I'll have I to like Yeah, I'll send you royalty checks. I don't know. I mean Oh, you know. <laughs> or is that a freebie? Do I just, get a gimme? <laughs> no, just just do my TikTok. Just okay. TikTok. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so let's talk about what you have coming up. First of yes. all, I have been promoting it on the show the last two or three episodes. I've been talking about the L Fund Gala, and you are gonna yes. be emceeing that. You're like the host I with the am. most is. I, yes. am. I love hosting. One of my favorite gigs is to combine comedy with asking people for money. Don't <laughs> ask me why, but I, I don't have any issue asking people for money. Fabulous. Um, especially, you know, wealthy people. Yeah, I'm just like, give the money. And for the L Fund, yes, let's give the money because the right. L Fund is an amazing organization. It's part of the reason we're speaking today because of their arts grants. Mm -hmm. You know, for the podcast um, equipment, I'm That's a right. three-time recipient of an arts grant. Alphonse amazing. They do health, they do education, they do arts, they do crisis if you're in need. Right. And they're, I think, one of the only nonprofits that are have a full, you know, lesbian all volunteer board that just makes this happen. Yeah. So, of course, I said yes when they asked me. I love to dress up. So yeah, mm -hmm. their gala is February 25th. Mm -hmm. um, here in Palm Springs and Margaritaville, there's a silent auction, there's a casino, and there's tickets available. And if you can't come, check out lfund.org and make a donation for lesbians in the Coachella Valley. It will be well, well spent. That's well right. And also you can join the silent auction online. I believe they're having it. Um, you have donated okay. a two-hour session. Like a uh, like right. a coffee coffee with comedian, right? <laughs> like a, yeah, coffee with comedian, private comedy class, and I and I know that you have also made a lovely donation. So it's really it's you know like we're really in the post COVID time now. The galas are happening. It's right. very exciting. It is exciting. Um, it is. So that's coming up. My next comedy class is happening here in Palm Springs. We Ooh. have some spots left. That starts in March. Right, but not many spots left. So so everybody get on just it. A if few. You, yeah, just a few left. This is a great just class. A you should totally take it, by the way. It's like you have five classes. Are you still doing the same kind of layout? You have five classes and then the sixth class is a performance? That's right. So okay. you have five, five, like two, so 10 hours really. So five two-hour classes and then you have your, your performance at the end. But what's really nice in my class is that it's not just that once a week class, you kind of have me as a comedy coach yes. for those five weeks. I'm like your private comedy coach. You can send me stuff. I can get on the phone. We can, And then people write their sets in five weeks. It's amazing. And then they perform them on the same yeah. show. And I can stuff. absolutely attest yeah. to it. Mina is completely available to you the whole time. I I know that some students were sending her videos to like check out some. I, I used to send yep. you audio clips um, when I yep. like had the set and you gave me great notes and you were very responsive. I know some students you. emailed you morning, noon, and night, and you were still wonderful. Well, that's all good. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not an expensive class, but it's also not an inexpensive class. So like, I really feel like people are making a financial investment and they should get what they pay for. So, you and know, 24 seven access yeah. to me. You know? <laughs> yes, that's right. And so that's who it. doesn't love so that? that? <laughs> oh, well, totally worth you. it. Totally worth it. So the next and thing you have the, you yeah. have the L fund, that you're hosting you've got um the comedy class that's coming up and you also have um which i'm going to be there to help you with the i'm speaking event tell us about that yes i want to talk about that for a minute too so i'm speaking is funded by the elephant by that arts grant and this is the third time we're doing it there's so many amazing women here in the coachella valley with these incredible stories so we do a free speakers panel on March 1st at Mycel Center here in Palm Springs, Brittany's going to be our host at the door and you can buy her books at the event. This one is called Women's Work, 
So the theme is women who work in male-dominated fields. My mm-hmm. wife, Pia, is speaking. I'm very excited Fabulous. about that. She's an architectural model maker and always the only woman in the shop. We have a woman who worked in the Forest Service for cool. 37 years or something. Wow. And she was also often the only woman in these small towns working out in the woods oh, yeah. uh, with all these guys. And then we have a woman who's a scenic designer and also works in like tech theater. So it's all kind of women in the, you know, in those fields where it's mostly men. So I'm really excited about it. So we have that March 1st at Mizell and we do, we do that about two or three times a year. We did a veterans day one. Yes. I was at that one. That was really great. I loved, I enjoyed that so much. Women, veterans telling their stories about being queer and being in the military. And it was just awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have, we just have, we haven't even scratched the surface. We have so many incredible women here with their personal history and I don't want it to get lost. So that's why I produced the um, the I'm speaking event. So that's what's coming up for us as out loud. And I should say, because you've, you've been teaching me that I'm on TikTok (laughs) and I'm also on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I'm working on my TikTok. Yes. And the lesbians of TikTok is probably listening right now. So check me out and I promise I'll be posting soon. That's right. And I am going to post all of the links for Mina. I'll definitely put her link tree on, which of course has all the links. And I yeah. will... Which you created for me because you're brilliant. <laughs> yes. And I will put in the show notes, um, the upcoming events that Mina's going to be at. And hopefully you can join us if you're in the area. And if you're not, then please, again, go to the Elf Fund and make a donation, even if it's a small one. Every little bit helps. And the two of us really, uh, both Mina and I, have benefited from this program. And we wouldn't be talking to you today, as Mina said, if it weren't for the Elf Fund. So thank you for helping them out. Mina, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so glad you got to come on and I'm very excited to see you at the gala. Yes. Yes, me too. (laughs) I can't wait to show you what I'm wearing. Oh my God. I'm, I am, I can only imagine Mina really goes all out. You are definitely a glitter sequins, a magical queen when it comes to getting dressed oh, up. So, so sweet. I, yes. do lo- I do love getting dressed yes, up. Yes, you do. And you still you, you still wear heels. I can't even do it anymore. I can't, I'm going to try, but I'm definitely bringing a change of shoes. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely bring a change. And yeah. I only wear them on stage. You know? Oh, yeah. But you know what I do the day before, just femme to femme? I put my heels on and walk around in my house to get my, get my sea oh, legs back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a good tip. But no, right. I can't. It's going to be really fun. That's next weekend. And thank, and I, I loved being on the show. I just, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Yay. <laughs> As your teacher. <laughs> and I'm such a fan. And I want nothing but success. So buy Britney's books, bitch. Oh, yeah. Yes, bitch. Yes. Thank you so much, Mina. Let's give her a big round of applause. <laughs> Woohoo! Mina, 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 Mina. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mina. I will talk to you soon. You bet. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a great show. Another great show. That makes six for the Lesbian PodQuest. I am so excited. We are on a roll and we are not going to stop now. More shows to come every titillating Tuesday. I even made a fun little sound effect just to remind you. So that is what every... Titillating Tuesdays. Yeah. (laughs) Every Titillating Tuesday, we have another fresh new show for you. So please do 
tune in, tell your friends, tell all your friends, gay and straight and, you know, anybody who's still alive and can go on and subscribe on Spotify, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on Anchor. Anchor's so great. That's who is my distributor. And I'm definitely going to give them a shout out here. Thank you, Anchor. Love ya. Uh, But it is available basically everywhere you can listen to podcasts and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music. It's all over, all over the place. So please subscribe on every platform you can so that we can keep going and get more listeners and get some sponsorships. And um, yeah, get me a paycheck, please, because because I need one. Yeah, Um, I need one. That's just all I can say. I need one. If you guys want to make any donations to help keep this show going, I will have a Patreon page coming up in March. That is very exciting. And currently, I do have an Amazon wish list. I have a Cash App and a Venmo for donations. If you would like, if you feel so inclined, feel free. I will also put that in the show notes. I don't think I've ever promoted that before, but yes, I will definitely put that in there, my link tree, so that you can find all those links. And please do. If you can't help out financially, then please help out by spreading the word. I appreciate you, and I can't wait to see you next titillating Tuesdays. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Had to do it again. So, yes, until then, oh, just know I love you, and I'm thinking about you. Stay gay, my friends. Mm. Way gay. New episodes of the Lesbian PodQuest come out every week on Titillating Tuesdays. Subscribe so you can be notified whenever a new episode is available. For even more lesbian fun, follow me on TikTok and Instagram at The Lesbian PodQuest. That's The Lesbian PodQuest. Oh, and my book series. It's available for purchase on Amazon and Apple Books. For more information, follow at Lesbians in Bed on TikTok and Insta. Check out my website, BrittanyRoberts.com. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-Y, BrittanyRoberts.com for merchandise and more. I'll see you next Tuesday.